Stand by for the latest episode of the Signal 50 podcast with your hosts, Bravo and Alpha, two lifelong friends that swore an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. Stand by for broadcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and thank you for joining us once again on the Signal 50 podcast for October 6th of 2022. My, how time flies. Summer is over, my friend. Good afternoon, Bravo. How are you today, sir? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Signal 50 podcast. Words you will never hear in Disney ever again. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. That's why I'm saying it here. What can I tell you? You got control of the red button today? The red button is on, sir. And another public service announcement for all those podcasters who want to get out there. Make sure your buffers are clean. I had too much garbage in my buffer, and I sounded like a buff. Yes, terrible. You, it you was gotta, terrible. You got you to gotta restart your computers all the time, and, and you are going to encounter technical problems from time to time, and you just got to overcome them. No big deal. Well, everybody, again, thank you very much for joining us on another episode of the Signal 50 Podcast. I'm Alpha. My illustrious co-host is Bravo. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. And we're going to sit here, and we're going to... We're going to chat like you're in the room, uh, like two lifelong friends who just love talking about this stuff all of our lives. We've been friends for about 40 years or yes, more. Yes, middle school was a long time ago. Crazy, my friend. Crazy. <laughs> yes. I ref- I have to grow old, but I, I refuse to grow up, right? That's right. And we're still kids. What can I tell you? What can That's I, you right. Know. Young at heart. Young That's at heart. right. So anyhow, we, we like to bring uh, uh, some quick hits to you this uh, this afternoon, some of the stuff that's been in the news we'd like to raise with you. Uh, to keep awareness on some of the issues. If you've been following the program, you know this is kind of how we go. So just want to bring everybody's attention real quick at the top of the, we got a lot of material here. So at the top of the uh, top of the list this morning or this afternoon is our national debt has, has climbed above $31 trillion. Bad. I had to call the BS buzzer right out of the gate. My friend, the BS buzzer, the BS flag, Uh, we call it. That is what it is. Well, government spending is out of control. Everything, everything the government spends now is deficit spending, and we're we're printing money we don't even have. And this is a tailspin that we're in. So this is crazy. I just I can't imagine what thirty-one billion a trillion dollars is. I can't even say it because it's unimaginable. I believe the dollar bills would stack up from here to the moon uh, four times. I think it is now four times you can go back and forth to the moon. <sighs> How much money that is. Now again, with our budgets and the way the, the the way that everything's going these days, I wouldn't even think about spending that much money if I didn't have it. I don't know. That's just the way I am. But well, I basically, can't. what it what it boils down to is, we can't afford anything. We can't pay for anything except with fake money that we've generated out of thin air. That's right. So there's very little, if any, value left in our currency. That's right. Very scary stuff. Moving on. So let's talk about uh, a warning sign that we've that I've discovered and shared with you, Alpha, and I want to share with everyone else. There's a warning sign for the U.S. midterms. Everyone needs to pay attention. Look at Brazil. Look at Brazil and how their elections went. The popularity of uh, President Bolsonaro versus Lula, who's this communist Marxist uh, thug. But basically, he Lula was able to get to a runoff. In their system, they have a runoff. If they get less than 50% of the vote, uh, then October 30th, they have to go vote again between the two of them. If you look at how many people they had at the the, the uh, gatherings and how many people were, spon- were were really happy to see Bolsonaro r- run again, this is, this is a warning sign, everyone. 
I mean, th- th- this this was total nonsense. We have a story here in the Gateway Pundit that talks about uh, seven signs uh, and things to stop election fraud. I encourage you to read it. It's in the ele- it's in the notes. I'm going to save time and not go through all of them. But it's important that we keep our heads on a swivel. Vote, vote, vote like our country depends on it, but only vote once. So it kind of looks like the uh, whole Trump-Biden syndrome all mm-hmm. over again, huh? 2020 all over again. That's 2020 what... all over again in Brazil. So our next story, you know, th- nobody's really talking about this. Uh, nobody has been talking about it, but it was released at the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. Mm. Uh, Fifth Circuit Court, a three-judge panel um, declared the Obama administration lacked the authority to institute the DACA program. Really? Yes. You mean like all those people that were allowed to stay here because you know they made roots and they came illegally when are we sending them home we're not we're going to still give them protections the the panel stopped short of dismantling it and Mm. they're going to still receive protections but they can't continue the program so you know that we're going to put a link from fox news on there uh came out this morning and it's really an important story Mm. uh a lot of the stuff that uh was done with a pen and a phone as it turns out, uh, aren't are terribly constitutional or legal. So they wouldn't they wouldn't throw them out of here. And of nope. course, this is going to go to the Supreme Court. But this sure. this does set up a, an interesting dilemma. They're here. They've made roots, and and they're going to get amnesty just based on because they're here illegally. I still think they should be thrown out. That's what I. That's my opinion. Everyone. I know it sounds rather harsh. We can't have them here. Send them home. That's my opinion. Well, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to add a little parenthesis to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to add a little bit of a uh, little nuance to, to your position there, Bravo. Mm-hmm. I think there are some children that came over with adults that didn't have a choice in the matter. Mm-hmm. And they were dragged across the border as minor children. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a lot of choice. They found themselves here. They found themselves in between two countries, right? Mm-hmm. So, if if it's determined that these that was truly the circumstance, I think that something needs to be done to give these kids some sort of a pathway to citizenship. I do believe that it's not their fault. What are you going to do? Send a kid? Send them home? Well, I was talking because more of the are, adults. Just just well, as yeah. a, from the adults' point of view, they should be shipped back. Okay, so let's talk about the kids then, because you bring up a good point, and I don't want to be seen as a ruthless, uh, not nice person. But uh, all right. So how about if we not if citizenship allows voting and everything else, if they came here illegally as a result of their parents, give them a green card, let them stay put and uh, not become a citizen because it's, they have to have some accountability. Well, I think that they're they're, okay. Fair fair enough. We need to give them some sort of a legal Avenue to remain Mm -hmm. here. Okay. However, do that at the same time. And we don't have to answer the question today, but I'm just putting it out there because I think it's important. Because you'll Absolutely. never hear this discussion on the main, lamestream media. No, 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 of course not. Uh, a, another problem with the whole DACA program is people only had to claim that they were brought here as minors mm. to be included as a DACA person. So that's a real big problem and a real big loophole that needs to be closed. Mm-hmm. So it has to be proven that you came as a minor. I have no confidence whatsoever, my friend, that... Biden is going to stop doing what he's doing. That that border down there in the south south part of our country is an open 
sieve. They are just letting everything come through. They don't care who's coming through. And there's a bunch of consequences that go with it. And we can talk about later. Yeah. It's a terrible situation. Yep. So we're going to move along here. I'm going to, I'm going to, blow this one up here. Elon is moving forward with twi- the Twitter acquisition. So he he was supposed to go to court here in October, everyone. He was supposed to yeah, fight yeah. it out in the courtroom whether or not he was going to have to buy it or not. From what I understand, he came up with some kind of uh, agreement. Is that my understanding? I'm not exactly sure of all the details. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little sketchy. We just learned this today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, he's going to pay $44 billion with his group. Uh, for Twitter, my understanding is that all of the employees there are absolutely having kittens, mm. uh, and uh, you know if they they threaten to quit when uh, when if Elon bought the place, well now's your opportunity. To Goodbye, Bye. see ya. Don't Take care. Door, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. From my understanding, Elon was not uh, going along with one of the criteria that uh, the board current board wants is that you'll never have uh, Trump on there. You won't allow. You know, they want to continue censoring free speech. Uh, well, I guess uh, the Chinese are not so, uh, they're threatening him about, and they're giving yes. him a lecture about free speech. Boy, they're, they're ones to talk. Talk about yeah, it. they are. They're terrible. Good Lord. Well, you know, they're, no, they're, they're, they're threatening him. Oh, you know, you shouldn't allow this kind of stuff, and we're going to teach you a lesson. Well, the, the problem is, unfortunately, in Elon Musk's line of business, which we'll get into a little bit later, they have a lot of leverage over Elon Musk. Mm. They do. So oh, because we'll of the batteries that go along with his cars. That's right? exactly correct. Ah, we'll talk about that more later. But hey, got a special delivery for you. You know, you're waiting for something coming in the mail. We'll talk about yep. it a little bit later. Yep. However, uh, special delivery personally delivered to the liberals up in uh, New York City and D.C. today. More illegals are coming their way. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not funny. It's it's. It's terrible that 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 Ron DeSantis or or whoever sending this batch up uh, has to do it to raise the awareness of these people who want to be sanctuaries, but they don't realize the consequences of their actions for for border states. That's why I'm laughing. That's well, why I'm laughing because they are they their heads are blowing up. Not in my backyard, but somewhere else's area. They want these illegals to be. Well, they are dropping them in my backyard, literally. I know it's uh, and 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 I'll tell you, even people around here uh, that I talk to that are maybe a little bit left to center are a little concerned about what's going on mm. with the number and and the number of illegals that are showing up here. Mm-hmm. It's becoming uh, it's becoming very problematic. Uh, yeah. So here's another story you will not be hearing on the link on the no. On the mainstream media, I call them lamestream because that's what they are. But here in Michigan County, in Michigan up there, there's a county sheriff that just made an arrest uh, that was related to uh, and and attributed to True the Vote, and their data helped. Uh, and they, they call it the pit in this investigation. The contact uh, the Conic uh, CEO uh, and uh, his name. Uh, Where'd you bury it here? Because I know I shortened it up because I talked Eugene to Eugene Yu. Eugene Yu. Yes, he's the CEO for this uh, $2.9 million uh, con- you know, contract that he had with uh, Los Angeles County and the software uh, 
the information about the workers in Los Angeles County somehow wound up in China, my friend. Yep. These were, these were uh, poll workers in mm-hmm. LA County. So what it was, was Connack had a, a they were a small company in East Lansing, Michigan, right? Yep. They had a five-year, $2.9 million contract to do information management system, worker schedules, training, payroll, and communications, acquisition, recorder, county clerk work. That's uh, pretty For, that's for the pretty election big. system in LA County. It's all computerized, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Connect, that's secure, what they do, right? It's supposed to stay in the U.S. Not supposed yep. to go anywhere. Yes, that's, that's public. That's that's your private information, everyone. You Where may find yourself anyone in Los Angeles find uh, your credit card opened up in Wuhan, China, because someone got a hold of your information. Well, that's exactly what happened, and that's why they arrested oh, this guy. Good. So yes. this is interesting, though, because now does anyone want to put a put a feeler out there? Alpha, I'll do this right now. If they're getting private information. Regarding the poll workers, is it hard to to make the connection that possibly election data and numbers were also available to the Chinese for them to manipulate? Hmm. Hmm. I, I don't think know. it's possible. I think it's possible. So everyone, I think check we out. need to. Yeah. I think we need to keep an eye on it. I think we need to keep an eye on this story. I think it's developing. I think this is just somebody's pulled the thread. That's right. It's one. This is the first it's domino to drop. This is a domino that just dropped. We'll have to see what happens. Bravo believes this is the first domino to drop in the 2020 election pro- problems. Mm-hmm. I think maybe uh, he's a little more optimistic than I am about this kind of thing, but that's okay. We can agree to disagree. Right. We put the link to the story in the show notes. You make the decision. That's for right. Yourself. And tell us what you think on Getter. Contact us on Getter or True Social. Yeah. Please hit us on any of our social media. You'll That's find right. it in the show notes. And even the um, live from Studio 6B chat room, everyone, give us what you think when we were there. Sure. We'll be there tonight. So Zelensky from Ukraine there, he he's saying there's going to be never any peace with Russia. No peace. He made a decree, got up on his yep. high horse, literally, yep. and he said, nope, no peace with Russia. Well, I, did, I, didn't he also sign the intent to join NATO as well? He did sign that. And why is this all of a sudden? This war that keeps going on and on and on, and the, you know, and I got to tell you, Putin did want to have a little bit of a peace talk about this and how he can come together, but he's already annexed uh, four provinces of of Ukraine already, including a nuclear power plant, which he <laughs> he's very happy to get his hands on. And why is Zelensky allowing for the destruction of his country by by taking this bravado stance. And I have to say, what else is going on here, Alpha? What do you think is going on? I tell you, um, there must be, it's clear to me, this is my opinion, but I'm tell, I'm putting uh, pieces together and data points. This is the payoff to keep them quiet about what's going on in Ukraine amongst all of the deep staters and the World Economic Forum and the piggy bank that Ukraine was that we brought up on an earlier show before. That's what I think is going on. It's a lot to unpack, Bravo. I know, and I, and something we're gonna have to keep an eye on because you you look for you look around in the in the uh, lamestream media, they're not talking about this. They're saying how we should have a you know go to war and defend Ukraine, and I keep looking around, scratching my head, and saying, I don't know, the people really don't want this, Why? and I'm not even talking about the U.S. people. I'm talking about the the Ukrainians. Look, they want to be part of the Russia. Well, look, you know, listen, as an American, I don't want to ever see anybody get bullied, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're we, we tend to stand up for people, but I, I got news for you. Ukraine is not a NATO member country, nope. number one. Not at all a NATO member country. They're not. 
We had no obligation to defend them other than an agreement that was signed when they gave up their nuclear weapons, which is a big problem. Mm. That's a big problem. They should have never given up their nuclear weapons. Well, they didn't have it in writing. We talked about that. There was nothing written down. <laughs> well, you know, we promised them, and and so that's a that's 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 a tough one. I think a little bit stronger diplomacy on the front end by a leader that uh, that uh, Vladimir Putin might have taken seriously might have uh, avoided this entire conflict. Well, if you listen to what Biden was talking about, he kept goading uh, the Russians to invade him. He did. And that, to me, was a distraction to keep the money flowing to Ukraine, to keep Zelensky shush, you know, shush, shush, shush. I got news for you. The, yeah. uh, the military-industrial complex needs a war right now. Yeah, they, they need money. We, well, they do, because we bailed out of Afghanistan. We left all the equipment there. Uh, the military doesn't have the budget to replace it. Nothing right. is really uh, moving as far as defense acquisitions go. There's no major, real major programs going on to keep the diverse industrial base going. So, you know, like your Javelin missiles, we're not consuming them. There's no mm. op tempo for Javelin missiles in combat. There's no op tempo for ammunition in combat. There's mm -hmm. no op tempo for... Uh, small arms manufacturing, tactical vehicles. What's an op operational tempo? operational oh, tempo? Thank you. There's no worldwide requirement or need for the amount of gear that the military industrial complex has gotten used to producing in the last 20 years. Ah. So a lot of people are are screaming, and they have a very powerful lobby in Washington D.C. Ask me how I know. How do you know? So because I'm <laughs> part of the military industrial complex, unfortunately, ah. in certain ways. I'm very much in touch with that community. So this is a big circle jerk, mm. quite frankly. Uh, and it's it's really a damn shame. And it's what, what are we up to, like 80 or $90 billion so far? Uh, and hey, you know, they keep mon printing money. Why not? You know, I, I was thinking about this when I was a kid. I don't know if I told I shared this with you, but I told to my dad, I said, why don't we just keep printing money and just keep, you know, giving uh, everyone what they want? And that was back in my younger days before I met you. Um, and, he, and of course, now I understand it wholeheartedly. The inflation rates, the, the amount of money that's out there, and, you know, the, the people get used to having that kind of money and power. And it's, and it's not just money, but it's the power uh, and, and the way things are, and they don't want things to change. So all those things uh, are factors that are involved in, in kind of mucking up the works for them. That's what I think is oh, the yeah. overall, you know, the, the overall 60,000-foot view of this? Well, I think it's a big welfare program for the military-industrial complex. I agree. That's... I really I really do. And unfortunately, they're doing it on the backs of the Ukrainian people when they probably could have. Mm. Well, they can't. I think, I think Zelensky's got Biden over a barrel. I, I really do. I think, he's, I think he's compromised by information that Zelensky would have uh, with their business, the Biden crime family's business dealings in Ukraine. I think he's got the goods on him, and he's like, hey, man, you better keep that money coming. Yep. You better keep that money coming, and I'm going to defend this country because that's kind of his job, regardless of any politics. The Russians did invade him. Uh, he's got to defend the country, and he said, you promised us, and I've got the goods on you, so you better keep those cards, letters, and checks coming, baby. And there's the and real there's truth, the, the hard truth yep. right there. Yep. That's right. Uh, he's co-opted. Another feel-good story from Russia. Uh, so Brittany Griner's spouse calls a uh, nine-year sentence terrifying. It says that Griner is uh, a hostage, and how do we get her back? Well, you don't. 
because this uh, Griner, Brittany Griner, is a WNBA uh, basketball player. Yes, uh, was I don't know if she knew or not, but you know, uh, ne- uh, not knowing the law is not an excuse or an, uh, a way to get out of the law in Russia, especially since they have a zero tolerance with uh, illicit drugs and marijuana. Uh, she carried over to Russia to play a game, and then they arrested her for having marijuana, and now yes. she's in jail <laughs> in Russia for the next for the next nine years. Next nine years, and they've I got don't a, think they, appeal hearing. They've got yeah. an appeal hearing on the twenty fifth, and you know she's like, oh, uh, my my wife is you know in jail for smuggling cannabis into into Russia. You know, help me, help me, help me. I got news for you. Sorry, the Russians don't give uh, uh, two. Flying dumps rips about her. Yeah, two flying rips about it. They don't care about her. Her, you know, her at all. No, they, she broke the law. And and uh, you think you think Biden's going to make a, a big deal out of this? And we don't uh, even have uh, diplomatic uh, relations with Russia. I don't think. Not really. No, no. We've uh, we've really we burned the bridge. I think we blew it up behind us. Actually, yeah, we did. And especially so she's in off to the gulag. <laughs> She's off to the gulag. You know, nobody cares that you're a, a ba- an athlete. Yep. Nobody cares that you won a couple of gold medals. Nobody cares that you're black. Nobody cares you're a lesbian. The Russians don't care. You broke their law. I'll see you in nine years. Bye. And there, there's no early release. There's no no cash bail. There is uh, the law, and they they stick to it. It's actually not a bad example of how to make sure laws are adhered to, <laughs> because I'm not sure. Well, yeah. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't hold the Russian. Uh, I wouldn't hold the Russian uh, justice system up as any kind of bright shining. Uh, I'm not light talking down about the. the ju- I'm not talking about the justice system. I mean, I love our justice system here, even though with all the flaws and all we the nonsense. Problems, yeah. Right, but w- the way they they have a law, they they convicted her on on that law in their system, and there's no early release. There's no bail. There's no good behavior. She's in there for nine years. Well, right. Breaking rocks. And working, I love how they call it a sham trial when she admitted to having possession of the material. Uh, hey, it's that, not a sham. An ignorance of what you bring into the country, and when you admit that you you might have put it or left it in your suitcase, is no excuse. I think there's a there's no uh, right to remain silent there either. I'm not sure how it works over there, but I'm not so sure I'd really want to deal with it. Nope. So not I would, even a little bit. I'm not going to Russia. I'll look at it from the internet and, and Google Maps or whatever map I can find because I hate Google. Anyway, uh, moving on, moving on. Let's talk about, uh, your, <laughs> your, you're waiting for the postman to, to arrive today. And I said, I postman. Yes. I said, postman, postman. Yes. Yes. None, yes. Of this, none of this political nonsense on the show. Thank you. Postman. That's right. I'm waiting for a government employee to show up on my doorstep to deliver me my constitutional rights. You mean you had to buy him back? I had to buy back my constitutional right, my Second Amendment right from the state. Isn't I'm only laughing because I'd be crying right now for you because it's ridiculous. Oh, it's, it's all nonsense. You know it what? Let's give it. The BS flag has been pulled on the government for not getting your pistol permit out in time. There you go. In time? Why Why? Why? why do I need one? Exactly. Hey, <laughs> the, this, is, this is complete and utter nonsense. And oh, we, it is. The, and the, the Constitution says I can do what I want, basically. So, and the Supreme Court has upheld that. But still, you've got to bail your rights back out from the state and go through fingerprinting, backgrounding, paying fees, taking classes, and all this other nonsense. 
just so you can exercise a constitutional right. So let me it's, ask you a question. Not not not, not that you would. I mean, I'm just thinking out loud. What would happen if you carried a a, a pistol, used it in self defense, or what would they do? They find it on you in, at a traffic stop or something, or uh, you know what? Whatever. Whatever the case is, and you get arrested for this, could you take this to the Supreme Court and say I have a right to carry and make it a you constitutional can, right? Sure, you can. You can take it to that right. You can take it that far as long as you can afford it. Number one. Mm. Uh, number two, you're going to be lawfare to death. Yeah. Uh, because the way the system is set up, uh, you know, the Supreme Court has upheld your fundamental constitutional right to be, keep and bear arms outside of your home. Uh, that does not include, you know, history and tradition, which mm. is the new standard for judging Second Amendment cases. You never needed a permit to carry a firearm outside of your home ever, ever in the history of the United States. So I think full stop the end. Uh, not that the Signal 50 podcast could sponsor this, nor could we are we condoning this, but if someone was brave enough to say, I'm going to carry anyway, and, and then bring it to the Supreme Court, that's what it's going to take to, to make constitutional carry happen, I believe. Well, it's it's happening. There's a mm. big movement in this country towards that. And, All right. And the left, is, it, the left is really losing the fight, Good. as they should. Yes. As they should. The, the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association uh, versus Bruin case was – uh, a big deal, a, uh, as Joe Biden would say, a big effing deal, <laughs> a big effing deal. And he doesn't like it, but we do. So there you go. Oh, I love it. I think it's great. All right. So what's up next, we're gonna sir? We're going to move on. I'm gonna, we're going to start a new, we're going to start a new, a new little bullet point at huh? the last bit of the quick hits. Okay. We're going to call it the red pill news of the week. Now just we're remember everyone, the red pill from the matrix. When they That's took right. the red pill, you want to learn more. You want to learn the truth. You take the red pill. You want to stay asleep and not do anything. Take the blue pill. Hmm. I wonder why they use red and, and blue, but that's okay. Russell Brand took the red pill. Ah. Got, oh yeah. You should hear him these days. He got booted off of YouTube. Really? And Twitter. I believe it was Twitter as well. Uh, YouTube for sure. Uh, now he's moving to Rumble full time to bring his content over to Rumble. Mm-hmm. Uh, the free speech alternative over there. Our our, our good uh, friend and mentor Dan Bongino was an early adopter of Rumble. So were we, by the, the way. Rumble. Yes, we were, and we're still uh, there. We we put our podcast up there as a way for you to to watch it on uh, Rumble. What happened to Russell Brand? Uh, Have you heard him lately? Yes, he is red pilled. He's awesome. I love him. Good for him. You know, he, he had his own self-discovery. He made his own decisions. And this is what happens when people wake up. That's right. Wake up, everyone. Wake well, up. Well, that being said, we got to move on here a little bit. Sure, let's go the, on. The first block of the program where we're going to have a little discussion. We, we've got to, you know, in case anybody hadn't noticed or you haven't been to the gas pump lately, uh, if you look this morning, the price of unleaded has gone up significantly again. And, and the reason why... And everyone's watching the news. Everyone's kind of aware of it. Uh, the Saudis, who who agreed to up their production a little bit to help out uh, Biden a little bit there, uh, have cut their production by 2 million barrels a day as of yesterday. <laughs> well, let me get this straight. Hold on a second, Alvin. Wait, yeah. wait, Time out. Yeah. Biden goes to the Saudis. Begs, Begs. pleads, yes. gets, on, gets on his knees because he bows to gods that are not the real god and says, please pump more oil because... I'm too stupid to pump it out of my own ground or own, my own oil supply. And the Saudi said, nope, we're going to actually decrease the amount of oil that we're going to send you. Correct. What a moron. What a total nincompoop. They are dropping their levels to, I believe it's like 1987 levels of pumping oil. 
They are just laughing at us all the way to the bank. Absolutely, they are. Because you know what's going to happen? Prices are going to go through the roof, and are short, and we're going to have gas lines all over again. Would they? Would they rather pump two million? Just as a as a number, would they really? Okay, so if you pump a million barrels of oil a day, and you only get fifty dollars a barrel for the oil, or you pump eight hundred thousand a day, and you get one hundred and twenty five dollars a barrel for the oil, which is smarter to do? Uh, option B, sir. That's right. Work smarter, not harder. Not harder. Drive the price up, work less, <sighs> and uh, charge more. Make more money. So you know what? We're so stupid. We have cut our own throats. This green agenda that this administration has bought in on is absolute suicide. And there's more information coming out day by day that all this green energy is not harmless to the environment. It actually no. is more hurtful to the environment than if you just let your car run on California emission standards as it stands today before California starts outlawing in the internal combustion engine, which right. is another dumb law that just came up with here in New York too. So please yeah. get out and vote for Zeldin because I don't want this moron Hochul in this state anymore. But that's oh, she's thing. crazy. Well, you know, so we have a strategic oil reserve in this country, and it's like um, I, I can't remember how many um, millions of barrels, million or billion barrels it is. I think it's a billion barrels that they right. keep. Which President Trump filled back in yes. his administration at a very reduced cost. That's right. And very, very cheaply, he, right. he he filled the strategic right to the regime. brim, right to the brim, right to the top. A billion barrels of oil, as I as I recall. Mm-hmm. Biden's gotten rid of half of it to try and decrease the cost that we see at the pump. But remember, there's a dollar eighty a gallon on average when President Trump in 2019 at the what I call the golden age of our energy uh, costs. It was a dollar eighty a gallon. And it's gone up. We're paying three something now. It's gone up above four now just because of this nonsense that's going on recently with the Saudis. But remember, we have a midterm coming up. And everyone around the kitchen table, including my kitchen table, we talk about costs. We talk about right. how much things it's going to cost. I'm, I'm watching my propane rates go up. I'm watching my gasoline rates go up. Electricity rates are going up. And I'm thinking to myself, why on God's green earth are you pushing this one one type of energy production source that's not proven, that's not ready for prime time? Now, someone explain that to me. We'll get to that in a minute. Oh, because I was on a rant. Sorry. Yes, <laughs> but you're 100 percent correct. I mean, that's an important issue, and it's crazy. You know, we're we're sitting here cutting our own throats for this this broccoli powered fever dream. That's okay? nonsense. It is nonsense, and the only people that get rich on this broccoli-powered fever dream are the Chinese. That's right. So we'll talk. We'll talk a little bit more about that here in a minute. You know, by now, I don't know if anybody understands this or not. The Keystone XL pipeline would have been done. Oh, and oil had been flowing right from Canada all the way down oh, to the all that shale oil would have been Gulf. coming in, yep. and we would have been refining it. Our gas prices would have been a buck fifty a gallon. Yep. You know, that would have been great. You know, instead, now we're calling uh, and loosening restrictions on places like Iran and Venezuela to send us oil because the Saudis won't sell us more oil. What a bunch of stupid morons what, in the government. What oh. in the world are these people doing? Um, 
Are they incompetent or is this just purposeful destruction? Purposeful destruction. We were talking about systemic destruction here on the Signal 50 podcast, and this yeah. is an example of that theory, which I think is more reality, my friend. It's <laughs> crazy. You know, look, you know, I, I get it. I, I understand it is important to protect the environment. I do not believe in this whole global, global warming nonsense. I do not either, and I want everyone to hear this. I do not want to destroy the environment. I think it's nice nope. the way we have it right now. There are laws when it comes to building houses and doing things with the environment. I cannot take a quart of oil and dump it in the wetlands, okay? No, no, no. Not a good idea. All right? I get no, it. No, no. We need to protect our environment as best as we can. However, you cannot kill people to do it. And that's what they're doing right now. That is exactly what's going to wind up happening here. Now, everybody wants to live a, a cleaner life. I, I get it. And that's great. Less waste, less this, that, and the other. Fantastic. That's really a good way to live. What everybody is failing to realize is the solar panels and the batteries and all of this crap, it's all made in China by slave labor. That's right. It's made out of rare earth elements that we don't have access to that the Chinese do. That you have to destroy the environment to get out yes. of the ground. And then the dirty part of it all that is you're you're – allowing other things to get into the atmosphere, heavy metals and all kinds of things. Of course, that's going to reach our groundwater. I think for every pound of lithium that they pull out of the ground in Africa, where they're strip mining the entire continent, by the way, mm. uh, I think it takes like 10,000 gallons of diesel yep. to get a pound of lithium or something stupid like that. Yep. All of this crap that they put in solar panels that are built with slave labor, by the way, mm -hmm. uh, it's all poisonous. You yep. cannot recycle them. It's, and once it's done, it's done. So just as a quick example, my experience here with uh, local authorities in my area, I'm in charge of uh, running an environmental conservation commission here in my area. I work with the planning board of my town. And what we do is we look at all the, all the, the projects that are being proposed in the town before it goes to the planning board, and we look at it from an environmental standpoint. There are laws and rules in, the area, in New York State where I live you can't just build things in a wetland. You can't just do whatever you want to do. But you know what has special uh, privilege here, Alpha? You can put a What's solar that? farm. You can put a solar farm wherever you want because the government, New York State government, eased the requirements of allowing it to encroach, uh, encroach on wetlands and the buffer zones that we place. You can't just place a house 100 feet within a, a, a wetland, especially uh, certain types of wetland because it would ruin the environment and the watershed. Well, guess what? You can park one of those uh, solar panels right into the buffer and it doesn't separate. And that stuff gets into the groundwater. You're all, we're all screwed. Well, I got news for you. They have to use chemicals, uh, very harsh chemicals, by the way, to clean those solar panels. Right. And not only that, but when you, when the, when the solar power, re, solar panels don't last forever, everyone, it lasts for maybe 25 years and in an environment where they're 17% effective, we have someone on our commission who actually knows this stuff, and he works with uh, decommissioning these fields, and they have to put a bond up to how you're going to destroy, you know, take them down um, at the end, which the money is never enough, right? And what are you going to do with them? Are you going to throw them in a landfill? Because yes, there's that's no exactly what you're going to do with them. That's ah, exactly see? what you're going to have to do with them. That's not good, everyone, because this stuff has nasty, nasty heavy metals in, in, the, in the solar panels that are going to start leaking, and we're all going to have problems 50 years from now. For yeah, this wait till we contaminate our groundwater and we, we continue to cut our own throats, right? 
So in my opinion, uh, someone approached me to put solar panels on my house. I said, you can take those things and shove them. First of all, because I didn't want to lease them and let someone else make the money or the tax breaks on it. But second of all, I don't want to have any part of this nonsense. I pay my electric bill every month. Keep sending me the electricity that I want. Darn it. And I want to hear about how I'm going to save. And guess what? I don't have any of those Nest thermostats in my house. There you go. Well, let's let's look at it from a strategic point of view. Mm-hmm. We start weaning ourselves off of fossil fuels. I think there are certain applications where that's a good thing. Okay, let's mm. let's let's be let's be intellectually honest. I, I think that there are certain applications for solar that are better than others. Obviously, right? Uh, I think hand powered radio, hand powered radio, maybe a remote cabin somewhere where you need a battery backup mm-hmm. and you don't want to run power lines or, right. or whatever. That that's that's great. That's absolutely great. And you can you can you can you can do that. You can go ahead and you can. You can you can do that, and I think that's reasonable, right? Mm-hmm. From a strategic point of view, are the Chinese really going to electric vehicles? No. no, no, they have coal. You know how many coal burning coal. plants they open up every day? Yes, hundreds of coal burning are, plants are, there, are being are opened the every Russians, month. Are 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 new? Our renewed enemies, the Russians, are they living the broccoli-powered fever dream? No. Or are they building nuke plants and coal and this, that, and the other thing? No, I'm going to put this forth, Alpha, and you can you can tell me I'm a quack or get my tinfoil hat out. I'm telling you, this is a purposeful, systemic destruction of this country and the, the green energy nonsense that's being shoved down our throats, which is not ready for prime time. And you were mentioning how it would be nice. Let me tell you, hydrogen cells, nuclear power plants, um, if you can get uh, fusion or fission, you know, we use fission right now. If you can get fusion to work, cold, cold water, cold fusion, that would be fantastic. You can have as much water, as, uh, well, much energy as you want. But well, it's look, not ready yet. I, I'm not saying it's ready. I say solar is, is appropriate in certain applications. For a calculator. It is, not for the, it is not for the grid. It is not to support this economy. No. Battery-powered cars don't work. Look, Ford just came out with a new vehicle, the Ford Lightning pickup truck. Oh, this is the answer to all the problems. Everyone's going to want one. You're going to tow your RV with it? You're going to tow your boat with it? No. You can't. You can't. Forget it. You can't tow anything with it. It, Forget it. I'm not interested. It's ridiculous. These vehicles are incredibly expensive. and, and, And what happens if we do have a conflict with China? You're screwed. Right. You have no batteries, you have no solar, you have no, no none of it. Right. Are windmills good? Yes, in certain applications, I think they're fine. As a mainstay for your power generation, as a mainline power generation source? No, absolutely no. As a supplement, absolutely, I think that's a great idea. Anyhow, you know, the only people that are winning here basically strategically on the battlefield are people that are ignoring all of this woke nonsense environmental line of crap, which is China, Russia, Iran, all the bad play, evil players in the world, right? I think we can all agree on that, right? Yep, I can. But I'm going to say it again. We don't need the Democrats to ruin our government with this nonsense because it's not going to work, and that's just another reason why you shouldn't be voting for them. Come Absolutely no. They don't have your best interest at heart. No, no, no family in this country can afford a $90,000 battery-powered car. That in five years you're going to have to spend twenty five to thirty thousand dollars on to replace the batteries, even if you can get them. That's right. 
So you're going to be buying $90,000 that's going to die here in, in a few years because we're probably more or less going to be in some kind of a conflict with China, and that'll spell the end of that supply chain. So anyhow, we got to move along here. That's right. part of what, part of leading on to the next discussion here. Second block of the program are the what, what I call the real issues that we're facing here in this country. The real issues, right? Things you will not hear from the mainstream media. Well, exactly. I mean, listen, uh, both of us, you know, Bravo and myself, he's chosen to work uh, administratively at the polls as a poll watcher, an election judge, and at the point of sale for the election, which is great. We need a lot of people like that. I am an operational guy. I go out and I do campaigning and I work with the campaigns. I make phone calls, et cetera. So I want to relate a little bit of an experience here. Sure. Would you agree with me, Bravo, that this election coming up is the crucial? Extremely crucial, essential, important, go vote. Right. And I don't say that to be hyperbolic. You know, we're not saying it to be hyperbolic. This is the most consequential election. No. This is a very consequential election because of the problems that we have in this country that have been caused by reckless policy right. changes, dramatic right. policy changes. You don't need to be a political science major to understand that what's been going on over the last couple of years in this country, regardless of how you feel about how the guy got elected, right. the policy decisions that have been made are leading us down a bad road Correct. in a number of different ways. Okay. Yes. All right. So I've chosen to spend my time working for a congressional candidate here in the 6th Congressional District of Maryland. His name is Neil Perot. Mm -hmm. Super nice guy. He's an engineer, a really smart guy. He's... He's an he's he's like if you meet him he's just a super nice guy. And um, by the way, uh, when you're ready for that hit, I have it. Okay, go ahead and play the hit because it's it. it I just wanted before yeah. you get into your your personal yeah. thing, I want to show everyone what what we should be hearing from our our uh, right. And this leads into the messaging here. Right here we go. Stand by. Violent crime is surging in Louisiana. Woke leaders blame the police. I blame the criminals. A mom should not have to look over her shoulder when she's pumping gas. I voted against the early release of violent criminals, and I opposed defunding the police. Look, if you hate cops just because they're cops, the next time you get in trouble, call a crackhead. I'm John Kennedy, and I approve this message. And I'm Bravo Golf, and I approve that message also. I approve that message as well, and that's exactly the kind of message we should be hearing out of our political candidates, right? Right, exactly. Okay, so I'm working with this guy here, and I'm making phone calls. I've got the recording studio here, obviously. So I sit in my spare time, and I sit there with a dialer program, and they give you a script, and you go ahead and you ask questions. This guy's call script, you know, he's a nice guy, and he's running on gerrymandering and expansion of a highway. Uh, can I stop for a second? Nice guy. Okay, I get it. Yep. I'm not voting yep. for a nice guy. I want someone that, just like Kennedy just said, said, screw you guys. I don't care what you think. You want you want the police? You want to defund them? Wait till you need to go at and call for one. Or, you know, the, we need truth. We need honesty. We need hard truth. End of I'm, I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely tired of the nice guy routine. Yes. Okay. The nice guy routine does not work. In fact, it I, doesn't work. I want some mean tweets. Right. So I'm sitting here, and, and Bravo can attest to this. I got very frustrated with the call script. So I'm just absolutely 
absolutely flabbergasted at the level of irrelevancy in the messaging that's being delivered by this campaign. Mm. If you want me to to go ahead and and go out and represent you, you better give me a message that people want to hear or right. they need to hear. If you're going to sell something, you need to be solving the problem that they have, right? right? You have to offer a solution to a real problem. Gerrymandering and expansion of a highway are not two tangible problems that anybody has, right? Uh, it sounds like common sense to me. Can can you cook gerrymandering in the oven and put it on the table at a low price for your family to eat for dinner? No. Can you put gerrymandering in your gas tank? No one cares about which spot you got assigned to as a congressperson. Does when was the last time the government spent money on a highway that was uh, worthwhile? Uh, I can't Never. remember. <laughs> I can't remember. Can't remember. Okay, so those are issues that are not winning issues. So. I, I wrote a pretty hot letter to the campaign director, and I told her those things. Um, you know, we need to change the messaging, and nobody, nobody, frankly, gives a hit the button for me. Nobody really gives a uh, about any of that. Your message sucks, and I use the word sucks. <laughs> and I told her it's about the economy. That's right. So, did they listen? As of last night, they hadn't changed the script. So I, I'm refusing to make phone calls until they do. They did not listen yet. They 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 replied to me that they were they were going to okay, but uh, but they have not yet. So I pulled the BS flag a little early because before you're because I that's what I think this is. This is BS. Does he really want to? Does he want to win his district? Does he want to represent, or is he just is he is he the opposition that's uh, controlled and that? We don't have to worry about him getting in the way of the Democrats. I stumped you, didn't I? You? I, I don't know. I, I, I firmly believe that this guy's got the right. I don't think he's a plant, and I don't think he's a spoiler. I, I think this guy's genuinely wanting to run. I'm just not sure that Republicans know how to win the fight. I, I'm going to disagree with you in a little bit, and here's why. I think he is a spoiler. I think he's a rhino. I think he's the controlled opposition. And that Maryland, where you live, which we've already disclosed, I live in New York, you live in Maryland, that there are certain numbers that they just give away to the Democrats to get along, to go along, to get along. And I think that this, that this uh, and it may not be necessarily the candidate. Maybe it's, the, maybe it's the election manager. The person that you said, change the message so we can win this, and right. we're still hearing from these uh, go-along-to-get-alongers that, well, if we just play nice in the sandbox, well, everyone will get along just great and we'll be all fine. That's not right. what we need. We need to break some noses, figuratively, not literally. That's right. But we need to get out there and start making the point as clear as day. We are all suffering because of the policies that are being made right now. We talk if about I, it all the time. If I were going to run for office, and like I told the campaign manager, I would just absolutely hammer on the economy. Yeah. You don't have to say much. You like what you're paying for gas? Everyone would just be up in arms and vote nope. for you in a heartbeat. I don't like it at all. No, sir, don't like Do you like the level of violent crime in your community? No, sir, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. 
you know, how about that southern border and all the fentanyl coming into this congressional district? You I like had a that? family member that died, not me personally, but I hear this all the time. I had a family member that died from it, or I know someone that died. There's not even six degrees of separation here, people. It's one degree of separation. Okay? This is a serious issue, and we have people. It's not. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Bravo. Wait a minute. Yeah. It's not a left or a right issue. No, okay? that's what I'm the saying. The economy affects everybody, right? That's right. Public safety affects everybody, right? Now you got me all hot and bothered about this well, because I'm so it, aggravated. But, but the but the fentanyl problem and the illegal immigration and, and people that don't really necessarily belong here, who we don't know who they are, are consuming resources that would be normally set aside for our citizens, right? That's right, exactly. So the message needs to be, I'm going to Congress to hold the present administration responsible for the bad policy decisions that have led to all of these issues. It's not a Republican or a Democrat issue. The guy that's sitting in the office, David Trone, is has done this, that, and the other thing. He's done nothing to help the people of this district. So just, just as another point to, to back up my statement that I think this guy is a plant and a rhino, if you look at Kevin McCarthy, he want, he's eyeing, he wants the, the speakership like he's never wanted it before. All right, he's a representative from California. Ugh. He is he is the controlled opposition, and he wants to remain the controlled opposition. So is Mitch McConnell. Everyone, look at the tea leaves here. So if you if you were to ask me, this guy that you're you're electioning for because they don't want to change the message. If if McCarthy if McCarthy gets in, you're gonna have another ryan situation like we had when he was speaker of the house yes and they're just going to keep everything quiet and because they're all in that in this establishment then this in this rhino setup they're not true trump supporters they're not america first uh republicans so when we were saying to you earlier make sure you know who you're voting for and now we're at the point where we're past the primaries and we need republicans in there just to take control the speakers, the people that get in there, and I don't know if this guy, this guy would probably vote for McCarthy when he gets there. And a lot of people are going to vote for McCarthy when they get there because they're the controlled opposition. So in my opinion, I don't think McCarthy is any help, and I don't think this guy is going to be any help either. He doesn't want I, to be I, I tend to agree with you, and, and I've met with him several times. Mm-hmm. And every time I see him, I look at him square in the face and I say, uh, are you really ready for the fight that you're about to be in? And I get the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. he's not. He's full it's of like it. I, I look at the messaging and it's like, no, man, you're, you're really not. You're, you don't even know what time it is. Mm-hmm. None of these people know what time it is. And all these people are so worried about being nice. And, and, and I understand that. And I get it. I get it. But patty cake time is over. That's right. The issues that this man needs to hammer home and every Republican or GOP candidate running for office needs to hammer home are economy, crime, immigration, and the drug problem in this country. In that order. Absolutely. So I, I'm not I'm not convinced. And McCarthy is not going to be any big help because they're all getting their pockets lined by big tech, by China, and everyone else. So if you really... If you, I look to MTG, I look to uh, Gates, I look to other people that have actually put up and, and uh, you know, their actions speak louder than words. And we need to see, we, we have to wait and see what happens. There is enough momentum, minus any shenanigans that are going to happen with the election, to get us in control of the House and maybe the Senate. 
But that hear the message that's coming out of Mitch McConnell. He wants to remain in control or let the Democrats be in control where he can be controlled opposition because it's an old boys network there. Well, Just it saying. is. And, and that's why they hated Trump so much and had to destroy him. Yep. Like this guy that I'm working with, I, look, he's my only choice. I know because you're not going to vote for a Democrat. That goes Correct. against every principle in your whole. In you know, you're going to take I, the I worst. I would never vote, vote for David Trone. Like I would, I would literally, if that man were, on, you know, look, not not advocating anything like this. If that man were on fire in the middle of the street, I would not piss on him to put him out. He hasn't been He's very that horrible. Yeah. He's that awful. He's just a terrible, terrible person. There's a lot of things I've seen him do that are absolutely despicable, that go against every every norm. But I'm going to tell you something. I've confronted this guy, and I'm going to see him again on Saturday. And I'm that one sticky wicket that work in, that's working in the campaign that's raising the flag and blowing the whistle saying, hey, man, you're not serious. Right. And he's going to lose. That's exactly what I told him last time I saw him. I said, I'll help you, but I don't think you're going to win. The gal that I that I originally was helping in this congressional district, she was a fighter. Yep. She was a little spark plug, and she was awesome. And, well, anyhow, we got to move on. So let's get talk to about your candidate. Uh, yes. Hold on one second. Let me, let me put mm. this out there real quick to everybody that's listening. Get to your candidates. If they're, if they're acting like squishes, they're going to lose. They're going to lose. So we got to move on. So All let's right. move on to the next block. So I wanted to bring some concrete proof that the U.S. government has violated the First Amendment of the Constitution. <gasps> Aren't they swearing an oath to the Constitution of the United States, Bravo? Yes, yes, they are. But the problem is... Well, they're supposed to have. They're supposed to, but they find workarounds, ways to kind of violate our First Amendment rights. And those who are prominent amongst the the environment that we and sources that we like to go to... Because we go to them directly. We don't rely on a, a tweet coming out or something. We just go to their website and we look. But most people don't. When you punch in a Google search or you punch in a YouTube search, you know, most people are using those. I don't. I use them because they have some really cool videos that show you how to do things. But other than that, you know, if you're trying to find something out of, the, out of a true search, you're not going to get legitimate results. And here's the reason why I say this. So there's a there's a, a story coming out of um, the Twitter feed from uh, Robbie Starbuck, who was a candidate for the 2020 election in uh, Congress, and he lost. And he has you know he he says that it was taken from him, and I I believe him. But also this also comes from the X22 report where Dave talks about this election integrity project EIP. This is an organization that was set up to be the go between the U.S. government and its other governmental agencies to Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and, and Facebook has its own system, but they they all kind of work in the same way. Let's say they that you have a story about the uh, the DNC or or the you know the Brandon administration, and you want to you want to squash uh, some prominent people out there like oh I don't know uh, Charlie Kirk or any you know. Dan Pongino, any of these people. The government can't just go out there and say, shush, and we're going to arrest you. They can't do that right now because the Constitution preve- prevents them to. So, However, so what you're saying is so what you're saying is, is a third party can't act as a governing board for to regulate well, free speech on behalf well, of the government. What I was getting to was the fact is that this governmental agency, the NAACP, the DNC, the, you know, anyone goes and says, hey, um, I want these people to shush, and they put in a ticket. 
It's like putting go, calling your tech support. It's like calling tech support and saying, hey, we need these people to shut up. Like standing in line at the deli, taking a that's number, right. saying, you know, I'd like a pound of roast beef, please. That's right. That, but that, nice. that's not a number in line. They actually they send a, a ticket through this agency, the EIP, who also works with the Sanford Internet Observatory, the University of Washington, the analytics graphica companies that then are the channel. It's the go-between, the separation, the way to prevent you know, uh, plausible deniability for these agencies who want to shut people up, who are calling them out on these crappy policies that we've been talking about the whole show, right, Alpha? So here we go. Uh, there's a list that the EIP titles, and I get, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it right from it. The uh, Actions and Networks, Repeat Spreaders of Election Misinformation. Now, in previous shows, we've talked about 1984 and the use of language. Now, they rank these organizations like, for instance, Real James Woods. You know, real James Wood, the guy that has some of the greatest tweets in the whole world with 2.7 million followers, squash him. Gateway Pundit, squash him. Donald Trump Jr., squash him. These are all, uh, including Robbie Starbuck, who was a, a big critic of the of the Brandon administration, all of them. And there's a little listing. Are they left or right? And guess what is in the column, all the way down the column? Right, 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 right. All of them. So this is a way to squash the ability for people to get their 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 thoughts and their feelings out because the and we're supposed to be guaranteed that that right. There's going to be a lot more coming out on this, everyone, but this is just the the beginning. And as you mentioned right here, the censorship of the Hunter Biden information uh, by by Facebook and Twitter. On, and the behest of the FBI who called them up and said, hey, you're going to have some uh, misinformation coming. Um, and now we're seeing the the ramifications of this because the 2020 election was not a free and fair election, in my humble opinion. Right. You know, so you had Tody Bobolinsky, He was one of the business partners for Biden. And, and this mm-hmm. was kind of like uh, from his interview with Tucker Carlson. We would encourage mm-hmm. anybody to go out there and, and try to find that interview from Tucker Carlson. They're going to be squashing night. that, you know. Well, they'll try, but they can't squash it on Rumble. Right. Which is, huh, once again, you know, it, we're going to have to start a, a jar for Dan Bongino was right. Every time he was right, put a dollar <laughs> in the jar. Right. Uh you got to look at the Bobolinsky thing. And, and Bobolinsky, in his interview, he said, hey, listen, if this information was all true, we know it's true. They came out, they said it was true. It exists, blah, 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 blah. You have to think about it. Mm-hmm. If the general public had been granted access to that information, would a, Joe Biden have been elected? Well, let's let's think of, just quickly off, I just want to kind of dream for a second, a daydream, as I like to say. Back when we were kids, I was always daydreaming in school. Uh, what would happen if we didn't have Biden in the White House? We had Trump there. Well, let's go through the list, shall we? Gas prices, dollar fifty, maybe. Who knows? Maybe mortgage rates would still be down in low. zero one percent. Economy wow. humming along. Everyone has a job. Everyone's working. Everyone's making more money than they ever made before. Hmm. Stock uh, market at thirty five thousand. That's right. I mean, we can go on and on, but because. There wouldn't Stolen. be a war in Ukraine, most importantly. That's right. And no, no war in Ukraine. But the, the real the real point is this. Stolen elections have consequences, right? And we know yes. this. And this is from oh, the, this is from Steve Bannon, everyone. I watched the war room. I'll be the first one to admit it. 
But stolen elections have catastrophic consequences. That's what we're seeing right now. So in order to change this, in order to stop the momentum going into the systemic destruction that we've been talking about on the show, you have to get out and vote. And vote for people that are not going to condone this kind of behavior. That means Republicans. And if they stink and you don't like them, like yours there, Alpha, still vote for them because it's better than the alternative. The only thing that Congress can do is if we were able to flip the Congress and the Senate, first of all, first things first, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to impeach Biden immediately. He would he would be impeached. Right. Articles of impeachment would be introduced, and then we'd find out really who's on our side and who's not. Right. Because MTG, I think she introduces articles of impeachment like every week. Right, she does. She does every week. Yep. And they're going to get rid of Mayorkas, and they're going to get rid of all these people in the administration, the energy secretary. They're going to get rid of all these cabinet members. They're going to impeach all of them. Right. Uh, DHS, CBP, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Are they the answer to your problem? Are they the solution? No, they're they're not. We have to do something. We have to see. These people are, are insane that are running mm-hmm. our government. They're absolutely insane. Right. Their policies are terminal for us. Right. They're fundamentally going to destroy this country. We can go on and on and on about this. we got to see what happens. But anyhow, well, everybody, thanks a lot for joining us again on the Signal 50 podcast. Uh, it's been a real interesting day. Um, uh, just flabbergasted by what's going on. How about you, Bravo? Well, uh, like I said, I can go on and on. And like you, like you were saying, I just want everyone out there to kind of just stop, pick up that red pill, swallow it and wake up because we need to we need to stop this insanity from going any further and that means vote and vote like your country dependent on it but you better vote once let's just hope that a republican congress and a republican senate can you know put their put their finger in the in the hole and see if they can stop them that's right because we're gonna have a deluge here coming soon don't forget to support banners for freedom Bannersforfreedom.com. that's right they get the word out uh, there's a lot of word to get out there. In fact, uh, Dennis Prager probably should get a banner on there saying, uh, God judges you. That's something he that he, he, he does. And if more people listen to that, I'm a firm believer that people would be in a better position in this world. So. And on that note, we'd like to thank our soldiers, sailors, and airmen for protecting us 24-7, 365, especially if you're deployed. We're coming into the holiday season. Keep those young men and women in your in your hearts and uh, try to support their families and give them a little extra support if they're deployed somewhere. Also, our police, fire, and EMS that are out there working with us every day on the streets. Be safe, everybody. It's a real weird, dangerous world out there, and we just want the best for you. So, again, from everybody at the Signal 50 Podcast, thanks for joining us. Take care, everyone. 